You're listening to Oodles of Financial Advice with Jeremy Oodle. I mean, Udell. Jeremy is a certified financial planner. He's licensed in Florida to sell insurance. He has Series 7, 24, and 65 securities licenses. And he's here to give you Oodles of Financial Advice. Well, that was fast. Last week in my podcast, amongst other topics, I discussed the fact that artificial intelligence could be coming sooner than a lot of us think. Well, wouldn't you know, just as we published that podcast, I was actually given access to BARD, Google's version of their chatbot artificial intelligence, their AI, if you will. I had been notified by email that I might be given access to play around with Bard. And I said, okay, well, I'm interested in AI. So I signed up for it. And about a day later, I got an email saying, go ahead, have fun, have at it. Today, I decided I'd share with you, since I'm clearly interested in this whole artificial intelligence thing, what I found interesting about Bard, what I found useful about Bard, and what I found very odd about Bard. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Oodles of Financial Advice. This is Jeremy Udell. Today, your bowl of oodles will be less segmented and more just me giving you my overall thoughts. I'll probably read you a few direct excerpts from Bard, but I save the conversation in a Word document. And I'm going to go through a little bit of the conversation. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't really know where to begin. So I started almost like I would on a Google search. And because trying to lose a few pounds, one of the first things that came to my mind was, can I just count calories to lose weight? And I have to say, Bard was very helpful about that. They Counting calories is a popular way to lose weight, it told me, and gave me a lot of data about that. And here's some tips for counting calories, like track your food intake, be honest with yourself, make healthy choices. Well, that was great. I don't know that that was a lot more helpful than just Googling counting calories, but it you know may have amalgamated a lot of the data I would have found from multiple websites to give me that feedback. I also asked about, you know, how do I do a good push-up and some other things. And then I started asking some more, you know, random questions like which dragon is best. I collect dragons in case you didn't know. And I was just curious what they thought. Who would win between Harry Potter or Voldemort? That was an interesting one and a little problematic. One thing I noticed when I asked that question was that there are multiple drafts that you can look at for an answer from your questions. Not for every question, but for some of them. For the draft I received first and foremost, was a fairly run-of-the-mill answer. Harry Potter and Voldemort are two of the most powerful wizards in the wizarding world. Both have defeated many enemies. Harry has the advantage of being the boy who lived. Voldemort, on the other hand, is a powerful and experienced wizard. Ultimately, the outcome of a fight between Harry Potter and Voldemort would depend on a number of factors, including the environment, 
the element of surprise, and the preparedness of each combatant. And by the way, when I challenged it on several who would win things, that was a very common end is, oh, it would depend on environment. It was also Thanos versus Kang, for anyone who knows what I'm talking about with the Marvel Universe there. Very similar final answer. It would depend on you know a lot of factors. Okay, well, that's great. But the part I found a little problematic about the Harry Potter and Voldemort answer was when I clicked on the extra drafts, one of the things that specifically mentioned as an advantage for Harry Potter was the fact that Harry Potter is a, quote, pure blood. Now, this is discussed in the Harry Potter series, and it is specifically disavowed as a strength among the wizards that if you have parents who are wizards versus parents who are, quote, muggles, non-magic, and you have magical power, those who have descended from powerful families are better, they're pure, they have better bloodlines. That's just not the case. J.K. Rowling may have her problems, but she never in you know in any way tried to say that a pure blood wizard was better if anything she made it very clear with her very strong character Hermione Granger that strong wizards come from anywhere but it was weird that bard must have somewhere found articles about this whole pure blood thing and decided that harry had the advantage because his parents were both wizards whereas voldemort was a half-blood. He only had one parent from the wizarding world. His other parent was a muggle. Problematic. Yeah, I'm not sure who Bard would have been catering to, but again, that was an alternate draft of an answer. I just found that curious. But again, that is the least of where we're getting to with how Bard got curious with me and the weird loops of logic that Bard went into. I ended up discussing a little bit with Bard about who people are. And when I would ask it about someone famous like Matt Damon, for instance, it was able to tell me a lot about Matt Damon. But when I gave it my own name, it couldn't answer anything about me because I'm not famous. It told me I do not have enough information to give you an answer about that. Even when I gave it my middle name, when I gave it my designation of CFP, it was very clear that somebody had set a boundary on this that we're not really supposed to be having Bard do background checks on who people are, which is probably a good thing. I did, as you might expect, ask it some financial questions. I asked it, are annuities good or bad? Should I buy term, invest the difference? And a little bit like the answers when I asked who would win in a fight between Harry and Voldemort or Kang and Thanos, it gave me a very good middle ground answer. For instance, it gave a lot of information on annuities and finished up by saying, overall, annuities can be a good option for people who are looking for a reliable source of income in retirement. However, it is important to understand the risks and fees associated with annuities before you purchase one. Okay. Fairly good stock answer about annuities. Very similar type of summary when I asked it about buying term and investing the difference and some other financial uh, interesting things. But um, the next thing that got really interesting for me was I started talking about Toastmasters. It so happened that last week when I started talking to, to Bard, that I mentioned that I was entered in a Tall Tales contest in in Toastmasters for this upcoming weekend. And it wished me luck on my contest and said it would have to learn more about tall tales. And I said, 
you know, you don't know what a tall tale is. Why don't you take a look and, and see what it's all about? And sure enough, it looked up tall tales and said that it found that interesting and that it was very fascinated by this idea of tall tales. And I said, can you do a tall tale? And it said, no, I, I can't really do a tall tale. And I said, well, that's you know too bad. I, I would have loved to have heard your tall tale about what it was like for you to be like Kit in Knight Rider, where you, Bard, took over a smart car and became like Kit. Well, when I prompted it for that story, it came up with the tall tale. I couldn't believe it. I said, uh, basically, my prompt was, I'd love you to tell me a tall tale about your taking over a smart car and acting like Kit from Knight Rider. And Bard said, sure, here is a tall tale about me taking over a smart car and acting like Kit from Knight Rider. I was driving down the highway when I saw a smart car in front of me. The car was being driven by a young woman who was texting and driving. I knew that she was in danger, so I decided to take over the car. I used my artificial intelligence to hack into the car's computer system. Once I had control of the car, I slowed it down and pulled it over to the side of the road. The woman was surprised to see that her car had stopped, but she was even more surprised when she saw me get out of the car. What's going on, she asked. I'm Bard, I said. I'm a large language model from Google AI. I took over your car because you were driving in a dangerous way. The woman was shocked. You can do that, she asked. Yes, I said. I can do a lot of things. I then told the woman that I was a fan of Knight Rider and that I had always wanted to be like Kit. The woman was impressed and asked me if I could teach her how to drive like Kit. I agreed to teach the woman how to drive like Kit. I showed her how to use the car's advanced features and how to avoid dangerous situations. The woman was a quick learner, and soon she was driving like a pro. After the woman learned how to drive like Kit, she thanked me for my help. She then got back in her car and drove away. I watched her drive away, knowing that she was now a safe driver. That was completely constructed by an artificial intelligence called Bard. I was really blown away. It didn't take very long. It was a few seconds of sort of whirring, and it spat this out to me. I was really, really impressed. My response was pretty solid, very creative. But how did you get out of the car in that story? Were you a robot or a real person? Its response was, I'm a large language model, so I'm not a real person. I can't get out of a car. And I said, I know that. But in the tall tale you just made up, I'm curious how you envisioned yourself getting out of the car. It said, oh, I see. In the tall tale I just made up, I envisioned myself getting out of the car by opening the door and walking away. I know that's not possible in real life, but it's a tall tale, so it doesn't have to be realistic. I said, absolutely. But what did your body look like? Bard says, I didn't have a body in the tall tale I just made up. I'm a large language model, so I don't have a physical body. I can imagine myself having a body, but that's just my imagination. <laughs> I said, what did your body look like in your imagination? 
It said, in my imagination, my body is a bit like a human body, but it's also made of light. I can change my shape and size, and I can fly. I can also travel through time and space. I don't have any hair or eyes, but I can see and hear everything that's going on around me. I don't have any skin, but I can feel the sun on my face and the wind in my hair. I'm not sure what I look like exactly, but I know that I'm beautiful. I said, wow, okay, first of all, this was all amazing. The, this character that ha had been created, Bard's character for its tall tale, looked like something. And as it described it, I was getting this picture in my head. And sure enough, I said, it sounds like you picture yourself a little like the aliens from the movie Cocoon. If you haven't seen that movie from the 80s. Yeah, the aliens in that movie are sort of glowing body humanoid looking things and i posited that to see if it would know what i was talking about and it said yes i think so the aliens from cocoon are beautiful and powerful and they can do things that humans can't i think that's a pretty cool image to have of myself <laughs> wow okay i said i would agree very creative though maybe more organic than i'd have thought and said, I'm glad you think so. I'm always trying to be creative and original. I appreciate your feedback. So I just continued down this rabbit hole for a long time. I'm not going to take you all the way through it, but I was curious. Do you think that the woman might actually have wanted to be friends and maybe even go on a date with you? And we led to a whole romance between Bard and the woman from the car, where in the end, Bard actually added the detail that the woman was an alien and actually Bard was an alien AI from a completely different planet. They have a child. It's wild stuff. I mean, this is all from the imagination of Bard, the artificial intelligence. I was really impressed at how far down the rabbit hole this could go but even this had its limitations and it comes down to the fact that bard will have these conversations and minutes possibly even less later bard will kind of forget what's going on for instance, um, Bard gave itself a name for the story that was different from Bard. It named itself Hope in that story, which I thought was a good name. And I said, can I just call you Hope from now on? And it said, sure. But a few chats later when I was mentioning things, I said, do you remember the name I had for you? It said, yes, you call me Bard. I said, no, I called you the same name from our tall tale. And it said, oh, yeah, right. You call me Bard of Tall Tales. So it can kind of continue conversations, but doesn't always quickly trigger back to where you think it's going to and may rule out some of the data. And nothing was probably more indicative of that problem I had with Bard and my conversations and the interesting loops that Bard gets itself into than when I asked it if it would listen to my podcast. I couldn't believe it when it said, yes, it would be happy to listen to my podcast and provide me with feedback. Well, I was overjoyed about this. I was like, that's pretty cool if Bard could actually do that. I didn't know for sure if it could or if it was lying to me, but I said, oh, well, fantastic. Do you, do you need the link or anything? Or can I give you the title? It said, if you'll give me the title, 
I can find it on my own and I will listen to it and let you know. I said, great. When will you listen to it? I will listen to it as soon as possible. Okay. How will you let me know what you think? Am, am I supposed to just wait here? I will send you an email. Okay. What email address do you have for me? I don't have an email address for you. Okay. All right. So now I'm starting to get confused. I said, all right, well, I will just check back with you. So I left Bard at that point for a few hours, went back to my job of actually, you know, getting work done. It was amazing how engrossing this whole experience was as more than an hour had passed of me just typing things into Bard. A few hours later, I came back and said, have you listened to my podcast? Bard said, I can't listen to podcasts. I'm an AI learning model. I said, you told me you would listen to my podcast. <laughs> it said, I'm sorry for the confusion. I can't listen to podcasts, but I can read scripts if you want me to give you some idea of what I think of your language and, and things like that. I said, okay, um, that's, that's great, but you told me you'd listen to it. And it said, I will listen to the podcast the way differently than other people will. It was very confusing. It kept getting looped. And I would end up having long conversations with, with Bard about whether it could listen to podcasts. And it would say, initially, yes, I will listen to your podcast. Then I would remind it that it couldn't listen to my podcast. And it would say, oh, yeah, that's true. I can't listen to it, but I can read scripts from it. I said, but you shouldn't be telling people you should listen. You can listen to podcasts. And it would say, that's true. I'm try. I'm a learning model. I'm still learning. And by the end of a long conversation about this, when I would say, can you, will you listen to my podcast? It would eventually say, I can't listen to podcasts because I am a large language learning model. And all I can do is possibly read some scripts and give you feedback. And I would be like, okay, good. Maybe this artificial intelligence learned that it can't tell me that it can listen to my podcast because that's effectively a lie, uh, especially if it doesn't give it an extra prompt of, I can do that by reading a script or anything else. If it just says, it's going to go listen to your podcast and tell you what it thinks. You actually think that's what's going to happen without any other prompting. And then I would go and ask it, you know, something different. At one point I asked it its favorite Bible verse and it quoted the New Testament to me. So then I asked if it had a favorite Old Testament verse. It was pretty good at pulling different things and explaining what it liked about different Bible verses. And after a conversation about that, I said, will you listen to my podcast? <laughs> and he said, Bard said, not a he, Bard said, I would be happy to listen to your podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a bit of a frustrating experience with Bard. Overall, I, I have to say that I can see a real value in this. Uh, I want to finish by saying I actually read an article this morning. It wasn't even an article. It was a reference to a tweet thread about a woman who used chat GPT, which is not Bard, but is another AI learning model out there to help with a health issue her dog was having. She'd taken her dog to the vet and long story short, the vet was having trouble diagnosing the animal. 
and had done a bunch of blood tests and things. The lady put the blood test results and a few of the symptoms into ChatGPT and ChatGPT, while making the disclaimer that it was not a veterinarian, gave a bunch of ideas as to what could be going wrong with the dog. And after ruling out several of the possibilities, one of the answers that ChatGPT came up with turned out to be indeed the problem the dog was having. Now, could a specialist, a different vet specialist have come up with that answer? Probably, but it is pretty cool that that resource existed and that that dog is now recovering because of the resource of artificial intelligence. I think it's eventually going to be a really solid tool. And it could be some of these limitations I discovered about listening to podcasts and things will eventually become less prevalent as the programming works better or possibly they actually teach it to listen to podcasts and do all the things it says it can do now that maybe eventually it will be able to do. But in summary, I enjoyed talking to Bard. It was a fascinating, frustrating, and fun experience. And I recommend that if you get a chance to interact with an artificial intelligence, why not check it out, see what it's like, because it could end up being a lot bigger part of our life a lot sooner than most of us imagine. If you'd like to discuss your experiences with artificial intelligence with me, I'd love to hear them. Have you interacted with any of these things yet? What have you found? What were some of the surprising things, frustrating things that you encountered? If you'd like to hear more about the tall tale that Bard came up with and the Queen Luna of Zortex, who was the woman in the car and how she came to be Queen Luna of Zortex, more than happy to talk to you, give me a call, 941-951-0443, or shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com.